Hello and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles. podcast where we start with a random article, explore it a little bit, and then follow the links and see where it takes us. Today's starting topic is DFS Records. John, why don't you start us off? Well, DFS Records is an independent label from Canada. Looks like they're primarily a Christian label. Uh, The only really notable thing that they've done is a album called The Promise That Heaven Kept, where there were three or four successful singles from and uh, another one called More Than Music. Both were by the same artist, so they don't really have... <laughs> both were by the artist Promise, and mm. they are no longer on the label. Promise is no longer with <laughs> the DFS Records label, and DFS Records only released these two albums by that artist, so that well, kind I'm, of leaves them I'm seeing they place. have two former artists and one current artist. Dirty B. only that one artist has a link. The uh, former artist. So right, only Promise. <laughs> is Promise is our only the promising link. aren't even big enough to warrant an article about them. So we're going to have to go with Promise here. Uh, I just want to say before we leave this article that it's a little strange to me that an, a label that got its start with Christian music now has only a person by the name of Dirty B <laughs> as its member. That sounds a little gangster that, for like yeah, that, a that Christian label. Sound... Dirty B? Yeah. I don't know. Like, if he was on a Christian label, would he be like Clean B? Or... Now, one interesting thing to see here is um, they're originally Canadian, but their location now is Atlanta, Georgia. I don't understand how so, a record label moves um... in an an entire like almost like they've moved away from their principles from their country from the only artists mm. that they ever had <laughs> uh I, I don't really think they've done a lot of good things I mean, business wise you, can you be a label and only have three artists to your name i mean i guess you evidently you can here it is this I is get, the proof yeah, positive so. there but i i don't know how much of a label it is it's not a very not a very They're good one winning too they are i mean uh, what award i i don't know what award is it, Eric? Is it... Well, it's... Um, all four awards that they've won are for Promise, that artist. Um, the Covenant Award, clearly a Christian award. Vibe Award for... Um, and then UMAC Award. And Coven- another Covenant Award. And... Um, looks like three of those are for hip-hop. They are. And... So, I guess this is a rap label. It hip-hop, looks. Like I mean, it Christian looks like hip-hop, it. which is a, not a great combination. It's not, and that's probably why that these people have won as many records as they have. For each record <laughs> they put out, they won rap and hip-hop album of the year for the Covenant Award. Both both albums have that award. I, I just don't think they had any competition. To be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I mean, the only other Christian hip hop I can think of is uh, "Give Me That Christian Side Hug." <laughs> I, I really, and maybe I mean DC Talks not really hip hop; they're more R and B. Yeah, I would so, say so and they even transitioned more into alternative anyway. Precisely. So, so. It, I mean, not really a very, not really a very huge genre to begin with. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess promise. I think promise is the promised land. Okay, so we got. Promise Jason Jamal Shepard is his name. So Promise is his actual name, or maybe he changed it. That could be. Yeah, he is still making music, contrary to what we would have thought from the end of the last article. He released another album called Awakening in 2011, and uh, he's been on 
collaborations with several people I know, particularly with the artist Chad, who uh, he collaborated with on the album Soul, T-S-O-L. Really interesting stuff. That's something worth checking out if you haven't already. But, I mean, he's in a lot of stuff here. He's in NBA 2011, the video game. I have actually not heard of Shad or Soul. Saul. Saul is the uh, record that Shad made back in 2010, I guess it was. Just pretty good listen. Very positive rap, which Mm. you don't, you know, usually hear a lot of. Everything's kind of, you know, it's a very cathartic art, really, is what it comes down to. But in the case of Saul, the guy is just kind of really happy about life and how he has made things pan out. I think partially it's because he's a Canadian rapper. It really, like... Mm. The very happy, friendly nature that is a stereotype amongst Canadian people is so, kind of very prevalent in his rap. I guess he, uh, this Promise guy, collaborated with Canadian artists then, probably. It looks like it. I don't recognize the majority of these artists for the... I mean, yeah. I only recognize Chad because he's attained some degree of notoriety. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, Drake, obviously. Well, yeah, but he's also from... Can- Canada. <laughs> he's from Canada. Uh, he. Oh, so he is. He's also Canadian. I believe so. I, he. I mean, he starred. He came up on Degrassi: The Next Generation, did where. Um, did, was he uh, like um, an actor on that show? Yeah, he was. And okay, he, so he's an actor turned musician. Basically, yeah, he was I on that when he was, was a young kid. And I actually have. I have no. Yeah, sure enough. Idea of Degrassi: The Next Generation or the original. All I know is that they exist. Same for the most part. I only watched it periodically on the Noggin Network back when that was a thing. Oh. And uh, that's now, I believe, Nick Jr. That used to be Hmm. sort of a network that was like for brainy shows for edgy teens. And (laughs) I mean, Degrassi was really not a brainy show at all. It was just sort of a drama about kids in high school. But it was actually pretty accurate. Like, they did touch on a lot of issues. Other shows would be like. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so, that is, uh, that's kind of fascinating. I, I don't see any, like, link to our friend Promise's uh, starring role in Degrassi The Next Generation. Mm. There's really only music credentials on this article. Right. But we could yeah. check that out. We could check out Drake to see if he is from Canada <laughs> or if I just, like, know him from a Canadian oh, TV no, no, show. No, it, okay, it says here Drake is from oh, okay. Toronto. Right. So, so that's they resolved. Are, that is, they are definitely both Canadian. Cool. Also, I, I noticed here, just for a sec, Promise was actually on two other labels other than DFS Records. Two. Mixed Bag Music and Duck Down Music. Duck Down. Is that... Like, a double down, but with duck, or... I hope so. I can, I could, I could really get behind a thing like that. That sounds like a healthy concept. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to investigate that, duck down records? Hmm. Or should we go with Degrassi The Next Generation? They really do have quite a few options here. There's a bunch of links to a bunch of Canadian people that we've never heard of. This is true. So, we have... Oh, the, the Canada is our oyster. Not really the world, just Canada. <laughs> Well, first, I think we should maybe take a listen, do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, this guy has been winning awards. Look at all the awards. As soon as we went to this article from the original label article, he, 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 he does have twice <laughs> as many awards as there were on the label article. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, let's see if we can find it. Somebody say Jimmy! Jimmy! Say Jimmy! Jimmy! It's about Jimmy, look. NTO, it's hard not to notice the homeless people Outside, out by the road, it's people Living in the streets, but instead of giving up the streets I approached him, I told him he's more than a squeegee boy He heard me say it, but turned away as he ignored Cause he just thought life was an easy sport Like a cutie from a movie that he's seen before He was assuming that the truly keep peace with God He really wouldn't need a job He was lost, and now it's coming together like season shows And all for a decent cause, not as hoping him He was locked in the system, I opened it Seven years, ain't nobody ever spoke to him So I jumped with him I told him I've been just as broke as him There's hope for him, Jimmy Somebody say Jimmy Smoking, choking on marijuana Jimmy could be me, Jimmy could be you So what you really gonna do to help Jimmy On a corner, taking for a quarter Jimmy, smoking, choking on marijuana Jimmy could be me, Jimmy 
you need to be you. So what you really gonna do to help? I saw Jimmy okay. buying a blunt. Got hooked after really only trying it once. No one is that. Well, you know, he's a guy who's doing his thing, which I guess he's I guess he's doing it well. He's, I, I, I will say this. He's a talented rapper. Yeah, he has decent I mean, flow to him. I don't know if I'd necessarily listen to his music. I mean, it's not the most innovative message in the world. Right. It's kind of so what what do you think of when you think of Christian rap? Yeah, it's pretty much, pretty much that. But, <laughs> but it's not poorly done. Right, exactly. He's he's a good one. He's good. So, um, hmm, do we want to stay on the music route or head on over to the grassy grassy? Hmm. Choices. Let's bounce for music. Let's keep let's keep jumping shut subjects here. Okay, that sounds good. All right, Degrassi, the next generation. All right, so jumping into Degrassi, the next generation was maybe a mistake, dude. Yeah, like this yeah. is a tremendously huge article. Yeah, I was not expecting this to be like a mini novel of article. The thing about this is that. The show has been on for so long. Degrassi, the next generation alone, has been on for so long. Yeah. Not counting the fact that it has three or four series preceding it that they also <laughs> tie into this series. Uh. And the fact that, unbeknownst to me, whenever I clicked this article, this is still on. They're still making new ones of this mm. bloody show, and I was not prepared for how many issues they have tackled. We can link to anything from here. Look at the wealth. There have been episodes about stabbings. There have been episodes about gonorrhea. There have been episodes about date rape, about sexual assault, about shootings in schools. I mean, none of these are pleasant topics, but... Yeah. At least they're getting to the issues. I mean, I guess <sighs> with 14 seasons under your belt, you kind of need to keep it go fresh. somewhere. <laughs> Though that I don't know if that's really fresh. I mean, fresh in my mind is this nice, like crisp feel. It's the thing you ha- that has happens whenever you crack celery, but this feels just kind of sticky and wrong. <laughs> Some of the things I, I understand—they're known for it, though. Hmm. According to the article, very, very, very inclined to uh, take on social taboos. Yeah, they are definitely not afraid of tackling big issues that nobody really wants to think about. Yeah, and can you blame them? I mean, they're trying to really put some people on the map here. None of which is working, I might add, because very similarly to the article that we saw earlier about Promise, this is just a link, a, a whole list of, I don't know, maybe about 300 or so different actors that have guest starred or have recurring roles on this show that I don't know a single name in. Yeah, none of the regular members of the cast or guest stars or recurring roles or anything well there is one exception that is true there is one exception which is kevin smith and jason muse yep guest starred as themselves making a movie at the high school <laughs> that was it they i guess they were doing a jay and silent bob type thing there yeah wow they were playing the characters of jay and silent bob but playing themselves playing the characters. Well, that's a so, little meta yeah. for me. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's the real issue. That's breaking some fourth wall stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so of the 14 seasons and the hundreds, apparently, of cast members, those are the only people we recognize. Yeah. And they were in three episodes. Yep. So that is... Impressive, though. I mean, if you look at Canada's rating system, this kind of explains why we don't really know any of these people. <laughs> this is a very, very high-rated show in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's a strange show in that it targets teenagers through its subject matter, but mm-hmm. all of the preceding series leading up to it have kind of generated this snowball effect drama with all of the adults that people followed whenever they were growing up watching the other preceding mm-hmm. Degrassi series. So you have a show that's pretty much demographically split down the middle ratings-wise between yeah. teenagers and adults that are watching this show who are now, like, parental age. They now have kids of their own going through this stuff. So... It's kind of brilliant. It is. But at the same time, in Canada, 
TV does not net the same numbers it does here. Mm-hmm. Their highest rated episode is about a school shooting, and it has like 930,000 viewers. They don't even scrape a million <laughs> at their peak. That yeah, I think I feel like that rating would get a show canceled in one season. <laughs> Very canceled at, here in America. Yeah, I mean, you have to have, like five million for us is low yeah. on a major network. Yeah, I mean, just uh, the Big Bang Theory that we talked about, sixteen million viewers in one episode, and that's in season five. Yeah, that's and like that's, not that's a... not even like a probably one of their highest ratings. No, of all time definitely not. Like that's. It's an impressive difference. I mean, you look yeah. at the difference in population between the United States and Canada, yeah. and, you, you know, you sort of understand it, but at the same time, it's a mass media. It's going to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's just not the viewership there that there is here. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I feel like I'm interested in checking the show out. On the other hand, there's 14 ser- seasons of this series alone. Right. And... Um, let's see, what is it? About 36 years of show? (laughs) About that. Now, I personally am a Doctor Who fan, and (laughs) this show intimidates me. That precipice alone is... is, is, uh, That shouldn't happen. Yeah, I mean, but the, the thing about this is... This series... I mean, sure, Doctor Who has many episodes true many seasons this series has probably twice as many episodes per season and just as many seasons that's true so it's yeah probably got about you know two or three times as many episodes as uh, you know doctor who but yeah yeah and uh but it still seems I, i guess it seems a little bit more uh jarring that it's gone on this long being about what it is. I understand yeah. the take on taboos and stuff, but a drama like this mm-hmm. in America, it would last about 10 seasons and then somebody would if put the that. kibosh on it. Yeah. Like, I I can't think of really many shows that would be the equivalent of this. Um, I mean, you likened it earlier to kind of sounding like Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. It, I mean, I would say it's it's like a successful Freaks and Geeks. Right. But it's also probably a lot more serious. Freaks and Geeks didn't really get a chance to get into a lot of huge issues and stuff. No, no. They might have, but at the same time, might not have. But at the same time, again, that viewership for that kind of show... Oh, I'm sure Freaks and Geeks probably had more viewers than this show. (laughs) Yeah, it probably did. It probably had three times as many on its lowest, on its worst show. (laughs) Like... There was no doubt that many yeah. there was that many more viewers of it, but it's just not enough to pull that kind of thing here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess uh, in America we are much more prone to really latch onto things like medical dramas, cop dramas. Those yeah. things are long. Oh yeah, those those, those are, are long running shows yeah. here. Um, I guess in America we probably just have a different demographic that watches TV. I guess because. The you know the demographic for those cop shows and everything is probably the forty yeah. plus range. Right. So it's not. It aims for and, the uh, you know the big spenders, the yeah. disposable income crowd. But it's a yeah, this, this show really got in on the ground floor because it mm-hmm. started with people, and then as they got older, the show kept going, and then right. they stayed with it. So they were able to build viewership that way. But exactly, and that's also kind of part of the namesake. Uh, Degrassi, the next generation. Of right. course, they dropped that later, but it is notable mm-hmm. that the uh, creator, Stephen Stone, uh, pitched it as a sequel series, kind of borrowing the idea from Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. He was a fan of that show, and that's why Degrassi has <laughs> the suffix The Next Generation. Just kind yeah, of amusing. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this article is just a cluster there are so <laughs> many things going on here where do we yeah. go from here dude i mean there's i i wouldn't be surprised if there was a thousand links in this article there are definitely the, there's at least a thousand like there's a lot of places to go but um and the problem is, is that half of them lead to other places in the degrassi universe which honestly <laughs> i'm so overwhelmed yeah, by I, right now i, I, I don't even want to get into all i want to jet um but i mean i i guess we don't want to jump into a topic like, you know, Star Trek The Next Generation or something no. that's completely different 
So I think if we just go with, uh, like, junior high school here. Okay, all right. You know, that's at least in the same realm, but far enough away that we won't get stuck in the Degrassi universe for the rest of this episode. Yeah, that seems that seems safe. I mean, middle schools, what, what else could there be going on there? That might kind of simplify our lives a little bit. Let's do that. Let's hit it up. All right. Okay, so middle school. I mean, it's about what you'd expect. It's between elementary school and high school. Um, it kind of gives a big overview of like a lot of different countries but it does seem that the united states started the trend yeah it looks like we were the first ones to really bring about the entire concept of a middle school we were the first ones to have one back in 1909 columbus ohio was actually home to the first middle school um and it looks like we had some uh, growing pains, literally. Like, the pains were revolved around people who were having growing pains. They started out incorporating ninth grade uh, students into the middle school structure and gradually sort of wandered away from that. I do kind of agree that, like, if you're a ninth grader and you're over puberty, then being in a school with all people going through puberty doesn't make a whole lot of sense and no, it would be very, very frustrating <laughs> yeah yeah very different stages of development uh mentally physically just not mm -hmm. a really fun experience i wouldn't yeah. imagine trying to force people who are essentially young <laughs> adults in with people who are definitively physically and mentally still kids yeah i mean they're fighting their way out of it sure but they're just not there yet it wouldn't jive mm -hmm. and I, I didn't really think about it before but i guess it does make sense that, like, elementary school, still kids, middle school, puberty, high school, done with puberty, you're in adult territory now. Right, you're heading for the home stretch. So, like, I can see schooling being broken up like that and trying to contain all the puberty into one place. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very, that's a very smart idea to, you know, have, educate kids as best as we can whenever they're mm -hmm. little guys completely quarantine them when they're going through <laughs> puberty and then once they're done with that once we've cleared them they've gone through the scanner and there's no more puberty and then we send them off to high school and say okay you're ready for better higher pursuits pursuits now you're good and then high school is terrible to them right anyway <laughs> right yeah it's, it's so bad because i mean ultimately the puberty is still but in there knocking around if, a little bit if they were full-on puberty and in high school Ooh, that boy. would be pretty bad <laughs> yes now that isn't to say that there aren't some uh, there aren't some countries where that is exactly what is going on. For example, in Venezuela, uh, basically you kind of go to school for the first couple of years, and then from about fourth grade on, oh, sorry, actually from the seventh grade on in Venezuela, you were basically in high school. And then you're only in school until eleventh grade, which is the equivalent of the United States' twelfth grade. So there are some interesting mm -hmm. structural differences here yeah. amongst the different countries. Yeah, and another thing I've noticed about uh, some of these countries is that they, I guess they call their middle school gymnasium. What? What do you mean? I mean, it, it's not it's not like a physical education gymnasium. Okay, because that's it's, where my mind goes first, is just, you know, these kids just get to go, what, we, we have to sit around and learn all day, and these kids, they get to go, you know, get rid of their puberty angst in some, like, you know, constant barrage of physical activity? Is that what I'm hearing? No, um, apparently in uh, countries of former Yugoslavia, which I didn't really know that that was a former country. Well, yeah. But... Gymnasiums are the most prestigious type of middle school. Most prestigious. Most prestigious. Hmm. And most prestigious and gymnasium don't really click together immediately yeah. in my mind. It's. I mean, it. It seems weird because, to, in our minds, we're familiar with this American, I guess, definition of gymnasium, which is just kind of like. Oh, well, they're essentially going to a large McDonald's play place and coming out <laughs> with a high school degree. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. It, so It does make it sound a little bit juvenile, even though they obviously are, you know, taking this 
seriously this education thing. Yeah, they say they're prestigious. Oh, look, Poland, Poland does it too. Yeah, and and just the name gymnasium, just it's been so ingrained in our heads as a you know place where you get balls thrown at your face and you play tennis and stuff that you never would think that it's some sort of legitimate institutions i i think we have i think we found our next link i think we have to go yeah i think so all right let's check out the uh, alternative definition to gymnasium so gymnasium schools are there's actually a plethora of different things that these things are yeah it's somewhere between like uh high school like preparing for high school but it's also like a really advanced like college yeah, it looks like sorts. this is sort of, like, in, for example, like, in inner-city schools, there's kind of like a magnet school concept where students that are considered to be, you know, academically exceptional mm-hmm. are kind of culled, they're pulled aside based on test results, and then they end up going to these schools that pretty much are just sort of shoehorning them into a college. Right. That seems to sort of be what these things are, and uh, as far as why they're called gymnasiums, it's, <laughs> it, it's based on pretty much the flip side of the coin of the definition that we here in America use for gymnasium. Gymnasiums were not, uh, according to the article, gymnasiums weren't just, you know, edu- they weren't just physical places. They were mm-hmm. also the intellectual places. Like, they basically were kind of like rec centers in ancient Greece. Yeah. So where America was just like, well, we're just going to pay attention to the fact that people, like, worked out there. Yeah. <laughs> Europe was just kind of like... Well, we're gonna make more note of the fact that people had some really good philosophical discussions. That's sort of more, you know, right? Relevant. Yeah, I mean, they had all sorts of studies there. So it's not just yeah. That's uh, well, that's kind of interesting. What there's an entire article. I mean, we're literally going to go from gymnasium school to gymnasium ancient Greece. <laughs> we're gonna bounce from gymnasium to gymnasium. I think. In this yeah. case, just to f- find out more about... Yeah, I think we need to go deeper. We need to find the roots. We do, we do. I mean, that's what there's... we do here. We find, we find the root of something, and then we climb up the tree. That's how we get to the fruit of knowledge, Eric. That's mm-hmm. how we get there. We gotta climb that tree. All right. <laughs> well, seeing as how the majority of the gymnasium schools are pretty much just an expansion on, like, middle schools, let's just go ahead and go to the gymnasiums in ancient Greece. Right. Find out some interesting things here about where the term gymnasium came from. <laughs> oh my. That etymology section is fierce. Yeah. Look at all these look at all these things. Lots of gym gym gymnazo. Gymnos. Gymnasties. It sounds kinda like like the article we opened with with promise. Mm. It sounds kinda like it could be like a Canadian Canadian rapper name Jim yeah, Nasties. I'd listen to that. Yeah, yeah, Jim like, like sort of weird. Uh, <laughs> like you can misspell it, and then <laughs> you just spell Jim. it Jim Nasties like it is here. Actually, yeah, okay. G-Y-M. All right, I guess we should sort of explain what we're saying right now. We're going through the etymology section of the article, and we're pretty much picking apart various other uh, derivatives of the. Uh, word gymnasium and uh, basically picking apart where it came from we haven't really you know delved into where these (laughs) things are from or what they mean so I mean uh, gymnos is means naked yeah so that that was a big thing in ancient Greece apparently that was whenever you went to the gymnasium very different from the uh, prestigious uh, pre-college schools in Europe uh, you went to you went to gymnasium naked, and yeah. that was the thing to well, do. They did it as a an appreciation of the male body. Oh, 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 oh! So it was like an kind Olympic of thing. like, um, you know, all their gods were naked, so they were like, "Hey, oh, yeah. we're naked too." Yeah, it was some sort of like uh, nakedness is like godliness type thing. <laughs> yeah. I also guess it sort of kind of doubles as a school uniform of sorts. Everybody's yeah. uniformly naked, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, everybody's consistently yeah. the same. Mm-hmm. No flashy, no, nothing flashy, you're just naked. Yeah. Just who you nothing are. Nothing flashy, you're just flashing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, uh, the English noun gymnast was first recorded in 1594, hmm. formed from the 
aforementioned gymnasties from the Greek. Uh, but in Greek, this word means trainer, not gymnast. So that's an interesting derivative. And that's probably where the Europeans really got it from. Yeah. Because while they're thinking of gymnasium in the sense of gymnast, uh, in, the, in the sense of trainers, mm -hmm. we're thinking in the sense of gymnasts, i.e. Right. the physically you know fit people who were able to do crazy stuff on whatever sort of apparatus they had in ancient Greece. So well, there is a um, a part here in the etymology that mm -hmm. alludes to what became the English and American uh, form of gymnasium. Mm. There was a part of the gymnasium called the palaestra, and that was the one devoted to all the physical stuff, like you know, playing games and right. wrestling and boxing and all. Okay, that stuff. so what so, you're saying is America's wrong. Well, they're. You're saying America's wrong. That's that's what. So we, we I mean, it's not the first the, time the, we can. The palestra. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. The pal, the pala, the palestra. 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 I don't know. Uh, uh, well, we, we would have English, Eng anglicized, 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 yeah. Americanized, Englishized. Americanized. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's more appropriate. <laughs> definitely. I mean, that's really more the point. Yep. <laughs> we would have called the the palace. Yeah, yeah. The pal, the palestria, palestra. But uh, that's the part of the gymnasium that's devoted to wrestling, boxing, ball games. So that's legitimately what we meant yeah. to call our gymnasiums. <laughs> it's kind of like how we came to America and we're like, hey, you're Indians. Yeah. But they're not Indians. They're not. <laughs> we just came over, but like, somebody just had like a label maker or something and they went berserk with it. Yeah. Nobody really minded them. Before long, it was too late. <laughs> yep. The good old American tradition of... Hey, you look like a thing. I'm gonna call you that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went down. And, uh, very, very wrong. We've, mm -hmm. I mean, granted, if you look at a middle school or a high school now in America, you'd be hard-pressed to find one that isn't, in a sense, a gymnasium. They would have a part yeah. that would be dedicated to, you know, education, philosophical discussion. Mm -hmm. You would have a part that would be dedicated to athleticism. And who knows, in the midst, you may even have a few showering facilities, communal yeah. bathing facilities, mm -hmm. like they did in these ones in ancient Greece. But uh, at the end of the day, you would um, be hard-pressed to find a freestanding gym. Like, you don't go and join yeah. a palastria or a, pal palace, a palestra, mm -hmm. a palace. I'm not even trying anymore. I'm not even looking at the screen. We'll just call it a, a pal. A pal, you know, yeah. instead of a gym. Should just call it a pal. Yeah, I'm going to join... You want to join Planet Fences with me? I, I'm thinking about joining the yeah. PAL. I need a buddy to go to get yeah. the PAL. Go PAL. PAL Fitness. Yeah. Why can't we just call it PAL Fitness? Or PALnasium. PALnasium, yeah. There we go. I mean, I, I think people are really hooked not in the gym. Everybody's, yeah. Everybody can be... Anybody can be a gym. Mm-hmm. They're hooked on the nasium. That's what Americans want. Yeah. They want that stuff. We just... We all just want a nasium. Yeah. Yeah, who, who doesn't want a nasium? It would be, it would be a pretty boring place without an amazing amazium. Mm-hmm. All right, John. So, I think I think we we're good to go in gymnasiums. Why don't we find somewhere else to go here? Well, we got a couple of things. What about uh, gymnasiarchs? They're neat. They're like these so, tribe leaders hmm. from other. Well, okay. Well, basically, that just leads us back to what we've already been doing. Like mm. they're no not... gymnasiums. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can pretty much surmise that they're kind of, you know, the Olympians. They have wide, diverse sort of abilities. They're, you know, hmm. smart guys, but maybe we need something a little bit more... Sinosarges. Ooh. What is a Sinosarge? Uh, it was basically just uh, an area of the gymnasium. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that any word on what we do in that area of the gymnasium, or is it just sort of there? No, it's just kind of there. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's not very interesting. No... And down here, we start getting into the legacy. Hmm. There's some interesting stuff there. Legacy. Uh, it says, surprisingly, that for all of the things that the Romans borrowed from the Greeks, gymnasiums never became popular with them. <laughs> they just never picked it up. Well, that's something. Yeah. Well, we could um, go to the originator. Who's the originator? First, oh. first public gymnasium in Rome, built by Nero. Okay, that's a pretty. That's, that's I already I mean, know. That's as roots as you get. Yes, yeah. 
I, I that's the first public one mm-hmm. in Rome, and Rome's pretty much, you know, yeah. a little little root ball from which modern culture has kind of flourished. So mm-hmm. that is worth looking into. All right, let's go to Nero. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy's picture. Okay, this yeah. is this is a picture we're gonna have to put up on the website, oh, or for sure. if you're not following this along. But um, <laughs> uh, this is kind of an awkward thing. Uh. He's so the first thing you see. I mean, if you if you're familiar with biblical history at all, you know that Nero's kind of a bad dude. Yeah, not necessarily a nice guy, and it's. You know, it says right here in the article that, yes, he uh, had captured Christians dipped in oil and set them on fire as a source of light. Well. But the funny part here (laughs) is his appearance. There is this really well-done bust of Nero on this article. Mm -hmm. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Nero is a neckbeard. There yeah, is no doubt is about it. A, as neckbeard as you could possibly get, really. It completely like, skips his chin. Oh, goes yeah, right there, underneath there, it. There is a gap between his chin and the beard. Like, it's not even... It's not even It's funny. not even hugging it. No. It's completely... I mean, it's about two or three maybe inches below the chin, down the neck. It's just kind of sitting down there. And it's not growing out at all. It's exactly... Mm-hmm. This is prominent neckbeard that we have here. <laughs> and... Sure enough, this this guy who's a neckbeard persecuting Christians. This is mm-hmm. nothing new, folks. You have been seeing <laughs> this happen routinely for the last several, couple thousand at least years. Yeah, Nero was alive in uh, what's the, what's his birth date here? December fifteenth, thirty-seven. <laughs> yes, he was born thirty-seven. Good year, good year, thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, I I mean. It's been happening for at least 2,000 years now. Neckbeards have been doing this. The internet is doing nothing new. Well, you know, it's interesting. He got so much persecution and torture accomplished because he only lived to be 30 years old. Yeah, that's not a very, you know... He didn't get up there for being as uh, high up on the totem pole as he was. I'm almost at 30. Yeah. I so I haven't persecuted any Christians yet. All right, yeah, but yes, I mean, maybe he, maybe this is what what, what ended up getting him in the end was that's persecution. True. Of course, well, we don't know how he died. We should find out how he died. How do you yeah. die at age thirty? How whenever do you you're, die? I mean, I'm, I'm sure a guy like him probably made some enemies. Uh, maybe a few, maybe a couple. I mean, you know, you set enough people on fire, there's going to be families of those people on fire. So unless you set yeah. absolutely everybody on fire, uh, sooner I mean, you're going to make people mad. He might have. You never know. That is true. I don't know. Maybe we're an entirely different species from uh, Romans. Maybe he did end up setting everybody on fire or murder yeah. something else. He seemed to have a pretty full life, though. For only being 30, this article is astoundingly long. Yeah. So either he has a lot of things... much longer than my article would be if I had one. Yeah. I, mine, too. I don't... And you know, the thing is, someday, maybe when we click random article, it will be one of us. Hey, we can only hope if we keep but contributing. Where do we go from there? That's true. We can't. I'm sure there would be links, but would we not know any of them? Would they really pique our curiosity, or would they just sort that of take us down challenge. a trip? Down a trip. Start of, uh, with ourselves. Challenge. Look for things that we don't know about. That would ourselves. be. Ooh. Ooh. I don't want to get right. too existential in this. No, no, no. Podcast. We're going. <laughs> This is going too deep. This is going too deep. Okay. All right. Let's pull it back, guys. All right, let's all right. get back to. Let's get back to, to, to Nero. <sighs> oh wow. Let's let's take a little lighter mm. note and uh, <laughs> go back to people being dipped in oil. Ah, uh, can. Wow. I'm, I need an Advil just really quick. Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, all right. So, Nero, who has more of a Wikipedia article than we do, is a guy. Who set Christians on fire, but how did he die? That's really the question here. How can you do so much in your life, only be 30 at the time of your death, and end up... You know, I mean, honestly, Eric, one of the first things that comes to mind, you look at the bust of uh, a neurohero and you think maybe sort of a Sweeney Todd-type death became him. 
somebody was just like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really tired of this neckbeard thing. I'm just gonna get rid of it. And they were clumsy, they were a little bit drunk, and they ended up slitting his throat. That was just kind of an end to it. Yeah. You can really see that kind of happening. This really actually bothers me that this was something that he was allowed to get away with. I mean, this neckbeard's intense. This is pretty bad. <laughs> I don't mean to dwell on it, but I mean... <laughs> Why did you die, though? Like, Did you find out? Um, I'm down at the Nero's death, and there is a... You know, it was a pretty uh, big event, it seems. Huh. He was chased... And he was preparing to commit suicide, but then what? He, but then he couldn't commit suicide. But and then he forced his secretary to do it for him. So you mean he didn't? He wasn't like physically unable to. He just he, went out, and he, he was just kind of like, it, eh. Pretty much. He, he neckbearded it. Okay. All right. And then. <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 really lives up to the the way that history has remembered him. Like I think. Yeah. There's a reason why that feature is so prominent on all of these, you know, historical likenesses. Yeah. And his final words were, too late. This is fidelity. Huh. And that's because, uh, everybody that saw him bleeding attempted to stop the bleeding. But I don't uh, really think he wanted them to stop the bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Probably wriggling around. No, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, but his legacy lives on. Yeah, it does. In the form of something far more euphoric than he could have ever imagined. <laughs> Where do we go from here? For one thing, uh, it looks like after he was dead, a lot of people weren't really sold on it. For lighting as many Christians on fire as he did, a lot of the common people in Nero's Rome were pretty privy to the idea mm. of him having, coming, having returned from the dead. And, uh... There were some people who really sort of feasted on this, much in a very similar vein as uh, we would see Elvis impersonators today, uh, and people sort of following them around. There were mm -hmm. pseudo Neros, apparently. <laughs> uh, three Nero imposters emerged, hmm. leading rebellions, uh, and <laughs> uh, they, they actually caused some real social turmoil. I mean, I guess they just kind of grew a neck beard and went at it, but there's an entire article about him. Why don't we go there? Uh, let's do it. Let's dive deeper into Nero. Not Robert Nero. Pseudo Nero. Not real Nero, yeah. Pseudo Nero. Pseudo Nero. Pseudo De Nero. Fake money. Money laundering. <laughs> So, wow, this pseudo-Nero thing is actually kind of a big deal. Like, yeah. looks like a lot of the Roman populace was just really attached to Nero at the mm -hmm. time of his death. And while senators and oligarchs and the rich people, the noble people of the Roman Empire, were pretty happy to see Nero disposed of, mm -hmm. there was absolutely no sentiment like that amongst the common people. They all loved him, <laughs> and... So, as soon as somebody rolled in in late winter, early winter, uh, 68, 69 AD, the year that uh, Nero himself died, they, uh, the populace pretty much latched on to him. And uh, he almost started a war uh, in this case, too, but the... There, 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 there's three of these they guys. All started they all started wars. They all started wars. Yeah. Uh, Eric, you're right up on the first one here, and I kind of have the, the last yeah, two. Um, yeah, this first guy, he kind of showed up and then left with a bunch of people and started being a pirate. What? Um, yeah, like it's he... one thing to be like an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> but it's one thing to show up and be like... A pirate Elvis impersonator. That's... Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not such a stretch from the Nero personality. Maybe but, not. Uh, yeah, he definitely started stealing stuff and arming other people's slaves. And oh. So yeah, he was he, a populist kind of pirate. Yeah. He, he was, uh, I don't know, causing some ruckus. And hmm. so the guy that actually legitimately took over for Nero. Right, right. Uh, he was like, hey, this guy is definitely not Nero. <laughs> Somebody go out and get him. Yeah. 
And so the guy that he sent out, who is Calpurnius Asprenius, mm-hmm. uh, he beheaded him and then started parading the head around. Well, that's and effective. Like, Listen, this is not the guy. And beyond which, even if he is the guy, look at how dead he is now. <laughs> yeah. This head's not For the body. For sure, he is dead. This is 100% it. 100% dead. No matter if this is the real guy or not. Doesn't matter. Beyond he- a shadow of a doubt. Boom. <laughs> Evidence. Completely dead. So, the second Pseudo-Nero appeared later still. He uh, had the ability to sing to the accompaniment of a lyre and looked like Nero. So, I mean, between being a pop artist, like this guy, as far as I keep making references back to Elvis impersonators mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but this guy was literally the rock star <laughs> Nero. He was able to like rock out on the, on the lyre and just be like, hey, so I have pop well, appeal. Beyond that. original Nero actually appeal. have musical abilities or were people just like, whoa, I didn't know you played the lyre? They're like, whoa, whoa. If you're playing a liar, you're probably not a liar about being Nero. So <laughs> we'll make you De Nero. He was really pushing the the boundaries there. He was like, I'm gonna play the liar. I know uh, liar about that. Uh, I'm De Niro. That, that, that's a risky. <laughs> I'm not robbing you. I'm not robbing you of your De Niro. No Rob De Niro here. <laughs> But uh, basically what happened there is uh, the Parthians, basically the Persians that Romans had control over at the time, uh, did not really support this guy. They basically just kind of out of anger towards the current ruler of Rome, Titus, they received the fake Nero, and upon finding his identity was false, they sort of just bounced him back to Rome, and Rome was kind of like, all right, well, you're causing a whole bunch of ruckus. You're dead. So then the third <laughs> imposter, as if this isn't, like, bad enough, 20 years have passed now. This is like at, seeing... At it, which point nobody cares anymore. Yeah. Or you would think. Yeah, you would think. But, again, it's the Elvis factor. Think about how many Elvis impersonators there still are today. Uh, like, in the nineteen early 1990s, even. And 1970s is when Elvis died. Early 1990s, plausibly, if he wasn't dead, Elvis would still be alive. Mm-hmm. Similar for Nero. Plausibly, if he wasn't dead... He, would, he only died at 30, so, yeah. I mean, he might have still been around. Even in ancient Rome, like, you could live to 50. Yeah, that wasn't too, you know, implausible. Mm-hmm. So, again, this guy shows up. He's supported by the people. He's actually supported by the people from uh, the northern part of Persia this time. And they basically uh, didn't want to give him up to Rome in general for verification purposes. <laughs> they didn't want to have him be thrown away because... The Persians were particularly fond of Nero, and so they uh, kept him, and Rome almost had to go to war with itself, with part of itself, (laughs) to be able to put this guy to bed. So, Nero kept... Nero kept causing a lot of trouble for Rome for being dead up, up, up to 20 years after he was actually gone. I mean, I feel like after 20 years, you gotta just let it go and just be like, all right. I don't care. Do what you want. This guy's not Nero, but if you want to think that, go ahead. Keep him. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. It doesn't really matter, does it? It can't. I mean, unless he's literally doing like the first imposter did, where he literally <laughs> arms slaves to the teeth and then sends them yeah. out to attack people. That's dangerous. That's a public <laughs> menace. But if you know he's just sitting around playing the liar, yeah. making great puns about not being Robert De Niro, he's you know. He's no harm to anybody. Just let him be. They, they did get a lot more tame as they came as, out. Yeah. Um, like the third one, it doesn't even say that he did anything. He was just in. <laughs> he just, he came was up just up in and was like, Hey, I'm Nero. And they're like, Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, maybe. Sure. I see not? it. You got a neck beard. Seem, seems about right. Uh, <laughs> but none of them obviously came close to the original Nero, who was thought to be the Antichrist, even. Wow, that's a pretty intense thing. And that's a uh, link, but too. You, you, you gotta realize, you know, like, every generation has the possible Antichrist. Well, I mean, this one got up. pretty close. He was around when Never Jesus was around, and he was setting Christians on fire. Yeah, I mean, these these days, the Antichrists are a lot more tame. It's like, 
hey, you're maybe not the best guy in the world. Yeah. You're probably an antichrist. But yeah. Back then it was like, hey, you're setting people on fire. You're probably an antichrist. <laughs> you're trying to get around to Jesus, you know, aren't you? You're trying to set the actual <laughs> Jesus on fire. Like, they, that, that might not have been so far-fetched back then. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Well, I mean, I kind of just want to click on the link to Antichrist here because it's here. Yeah, so. I mean, let's see what, uh, what was really up with that. Ooh, okay, well, obviously it's based off of, like, blah, 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 New Testament Christian concepts. Right, yeah, I mean, I feel like most people generally know what antichrist is you know it's basically somebody pretending to be the second coming and they're not hot, people's and minds they, with lies and yeah and they basically ruin everything in humanity uh oh hold on though there's an antichrist disambiguation we gotta go man we gotta go you know all right well let's disambiguate All right. All right. All right. Pick, pick, pick your, uh, pick what you want. Hmm. Let's get, get ready for the countdown here. All right. Okay. Wow, there's a lot of good things. Hmm. I got mine. Out of this whole page of links that's available, I have mine, and I'm excited about it. Um, I, I have mine too. I have mine too. Okay. All right. All right. So Which we count down from? Do we start? Five? Start from three, I think. Three. I, th I think three is a okay. half number. Yeah, that's enough. Let's not waste everybody's time. Right. Okay. Right. Three, three, two, two one. one. Virus. List hoax. of uh, fictional antichrists. I actually really wanted to do the list. Oh. With the virus hoax. <laughs> I mean, there, computer I mean, virus antichrist. I think computers themselves are the antichrist. If you make a computer <laughs> virus, that's probably the anti antichrist at anything. Yeah. I mean that's a funny. It's just a funny name for. Uh, <laughs> it really is. Virus, like, but, but I, yeah, I, I mean, I I I could go with a list of fictional antichrists though. That does. I just want to see. There, there could we could just do another of... countdown once we get there. Could just do <laughs> another true. one let's on top do, of it. We just do, do two. Okay. Why not? So first countdown, we'll do a second one. Yeah, we'll catch we'll catch up by the end of the episode. We'll have a countdown for each episode. Yeah, there you go. They'll all be in this one, but they'll be there. <laughs> Oh boy, I just want to name some of the things that are in this article. <laughs> like, some of these are just comical. There's uh, an animal called the Antichrist in a South Park episode. <laughs> there are, let's see, Randolph Flagg, character from The Stand by Stephen right. King. And he's, Randolph Flagg, I think, is in various likenesses in other Stephen King mm -hmm. novels, is he not? He's, he is. He, yeah, is he, also, he also kind of appears in Dark Tower. Right, right. I thought I'd heard something about that. I haven't read the Dark Tower. I've only read The Stand myself uh, of those books. Then there's Lucy from Lucy, the daughter of the devil of uh, <laughs> Adult Swim fame. Oh, Johann Liebert from one of my favorite anime and manga series, Monster. Um, the one interesting one that jumps out to me is Harry Potter in Alan Moore's The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, <laughs> Volume 3, Century, which, uh, did, I mean, I guess it kind of had to have come out after the Harry Potter books. At that because... rate? I would hope so. That would be <laughs> a very odd coincidence. Yeah. I, I mean, either way, somebody's stealing from somebody uh, here. Yeah, but yeah. I, I would think that Alan Moore would be ready to, you know, just be like, hey, this character that I didn't create is the Antichrist, and it's <laughs> stupid. Oh, wow. There's also the Nemo from American Dad, uh, <laughs> and Michael Langdon from American Horror Story, which is funny hmm. to me only in that, didn't Michael Langdon, like, star on a bunch of sort of pseudo-Christian dramas? Like, he was the angel uh, in that show, yeah. uh, what's it called? I don't know, this doesn't link me to Michael Langdon, <laughs> so that's not very helpful. Doesn't link you to Michael Langdon? No. Huh. I don't know why it wouldn't. There's so many other links. Now, but, this, this one here, I'm not familiar with, although it's funny. Guy Fieri is called the third and final Antichrist in Homestuck of MS Paint <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> I am right. not a familiar with MS Paint Adventures. Uh, neither am I, and uh, my sister's 
big into home stuff, but uh, I'm, I'm personally am not. I've kind of avoided it. Uh, uh, not really deliberately, just not really something that interested me. Though the fact that Guy Fieri is the third and final Antichrist, <laughs> maybe I could be persuaded to uh, appreciate their sense of humor. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I would, yeah. Never mind about the countdown, folks. That yeah, that pretty much tastes the cake for me. <laughs> that that's yeah. it. I think that's where we're going. We have to. Guy Fieri, the third and final Antichrist. <laughs> Born mm. Guy Fairy, I have been lied to. Mm. He's not even. The, the, his last name's Fairy. Oh, I am mad. Mm. Oh, can we pause this? Mm. He's not Guy Fieri, America. People who are listening who mm. may not be in America. So he's not as exotic and he's European not as, as he sounds. as he sounds. Okay. All of his food criticism is moot. Yeah. He no longer has the palate for it. Yeah. Who's going to listen to a guy named Guy Ferry? Guy Ferry doesn't sound anywhere near as convincing as Guy Fieri. Yeah. Guy Fieri sounds like, yeah, sure, maybe he's a bleach blonde, but he's probably Italian there somewhere. Sounds Guy like, Fieri. Sounds like, sounds like a little bit fiery or fury. Yeah. Or... Maybe a little of both. Yeah. Fury, fury's fire. A fiery fury. But, <laughs> man. Ah, wow. He really is the third and final Antichrist. <laughs> he has been lying yeah. to us all. This, folks, is a prince of lies. Hmm. Maybe that's why he was deemed the third Antichrist in that whatever that was. Oh, he was born in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, hey. Which happens to be where the first middle school was built and even concepted of. So he is a prince of lies. We've established that. He was... He he came out of the... uh, Primordial ooze, that is the uh, birthplace of the puberty school. The puberty school. He really is. This is actually looking to be more and more legitimate. Let's take a look at some other things that Guy Fieri has done that may make him the Antichrist. Hmm. Oh, oh, he's. Our apologies go out to Guy Fieri. He, uh, was actually trying to honor his uh, family's surname uh, as it was uh, tragically Anglo Anglicized. Is that what we agreed on earlier? Anglicized. I think I think that's what or Americanized. Americanized. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the proper that's the one. Yeah, Americanized. Uh, when his family first emigrated to the country, he is uh, actual Fieri, ladies and gentlemen. Well. His, uh, he changed his surname, Ferry, back to his family's original surname, Fieri, when he got married in 1995. Mm. He wanted to honor his Italian immigrant grandfather, Giuseppe Fieri. So, well, it's legit. Okay. We, we were wrong. That's we, fine. We made mistakes. Um, you know. So, I mean, that's, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It doesn't change the fact that he's the Antichrist, though, because he still collects uh, Pontiac Firebirds, Chevrolet <laughs> Chevelles. <laughs> He's always he's always on TV. You'll never mm-hmm. find him not on TV. Mm-hmm. Go go look around. He's just he's everywhere. It's just just because he's telling the truth about this doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mm-hmm. redeem him. Okay. Well. Well, I, I think in light of our mistakes and uh, we need to retire. Yeah. Our this is the our end. wild accusations. Yeah, we, we've fallen flat. I, I think it's time for us to put this rabbit hole to rest because we did get back to middle schools we're back there we're back in Columbus, Ohio yeah we we made made a a full loop somewhat of a circle yeah yeah it's fine it's more of a you know like a water droplet but you know yeah whatever um I mean it's it still connects we closed we have a polygon now we didn't have one before now we do that's true okay well so there you have it from DFS records to Guy Fieri um, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and visit facebook.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes, and like, follow, rate, etc., whatever you want to do. And you can also find new episodes on our website, twc.eric2020.
Caribio.com. And you should also check out the other podcasts on the Eric Turbio Podcast Network. Um, Enter the Critic and Ninjas vs. Podcast. Enter the Critic is movie reviews, and Ninjas vs. Podcast puts things together and figures out a winner. Um, I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song, and Yubi Blake for our outro song this time. And lastly, our totally true fact for this episode is that CDs, as in compact discs, were originally designed as cup holders, but they morphed with technology. So thank you all again for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles. That was that was worth recording it like that. Yeah. I kind of like just freeballing it more. I'll be honest. Yeah. That was. Oof. It's. It might actually end up being a little more difficult with editing. Yeah. It probably will be. There's so many pauses. <laughs> You're gonna have to like search for the content. Yeah. This one's almost like twice as long as the other ones. So maybe we should just kind of play it fast and loose. That may be better. I mean, it's better for the conversational flow for one thing. Because we were making. Yeah. I think we were making really good puns and jokes off mic. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as we went up to mic, you are just kind of like, huh? <laughs> well, that's cool. Good. <laughs> so this might be kind of like a shaky episode, but yeah. it was bound to happen sooner. We had to try it. We had to try it. Yeah.